Hey, welcome into the Bobcat Roundtable, last Bobcat Roundtable for the month of October. Coulter Nuana is here reporting for the Eagle, 105.7, 104.7 FM in Bozeman and Big Sky, Montana Superstation. This week's Bobcat Roundtable, we were joined by offensive line coach and run game coordinator of the Montana State Bobcats, Brian Armstrong. Coach Armstrong, thanks so much for being with us. I appreciate you having me, thanks. Montana State, fresh off of a bye. So, Coach, start there. What were your biggest takeaways from the bye? I know some of you guys were out recruiting. Some of you guys were in the office doing some self-scout. So when you're coming off of a loss going into a bye, what would you hope to accomplish, and what did you think you guys got done last week? Well, we spent a good amount of time on us, um, you know, doing some self-scout. And obviously everybody's got tendencies, and we're pretty aware of what our tendencies were. But, you know, some stuff to try to break some tendencies here the second half of this season. And, you know, the second thing would be, you know, get some guys healthy, trying to get as healthy as you can for this second half of the season. The last five regular season games was big. And then and then the last thing is had a couple practices and tried to, you know, get back to some fundamentals. And, you know, you get into the middle of the season and everything's kind of scheme, scheme, scheme. And Saturday afternoon, you win and you lose. You know, there's some scheme involved, but a lot of it's just blocking, tackling, running, ball security, fundamental stuff. And so... Tried to get back and emphasize some fundamentals, too, during the bye week. That's an interesting point because that's one thing we talk about on my ESPN radio show often is sometimes scheme, all that, it just comes down to how well do you play. Sometimes you play really darn well, sometimes you don't. And you guys have played really well during stretches. What do you think is the key to harnessing uh, your guys' top level for sustained periods of time? Well, that's a that's a great question. <laughs> You've got <laughs> right. a good answer. I'm uh, We're all ears. But uh, – you know, hopefully the second half we get we get a couple guys back here or there. I mean, this time of the year nobody's healthy, but uh, you know, you get a guy back here or there, and you know, hopefully we can hit our stride and and get some consistency because we have played well the stretches. Uh, but you know, I don't know that we've even offensively put sixty minutes of ball together, let alone you know as an offense, defense, special teams. But uh, you know, we're, we're everybody's a work in progress, so we continue to work and get better and improve. Brian Armstrong joining us on this week's Bobcat Roundtable. And, Coach, I want to talk about your role. You're the you're back coach on the offensive line. I know that's a place that has always been dear to your heart, but what's the transition been like for you? And you got a group that has some guys that have some experience and, and some talent, and your group seems to be playing pretty darn well. So what's it been like back coach on the offensive line this year? Uh, I've enjoyed it. I enjoy it. we got a good, good room. Uh, you know, only one senior in the room, and he, he's a heck of a player. Mitch Bross having a great senior year and has been a good player here for a long time, and I think he's having a real good year. But, you know, shoot, O-linemen are the best people on the face of the earth anyway. Uh, they're easygoing, hardworking, people-pleasing guys. And, um, you know, it's, uh, I've always taken great pride in, uh, you know, any offensive line that I've been a part of, whether as a coach, a coordinator, position coach, or whatever. And, uh you know, this is no exception. And so I really enjoy coaching the offensive line. And, uh, you know, we're continuing to improve. We're still a work in progress for sure. But I think we're getting a little bit better week in and week out. And so another big test coming up this week. But uh, really enjoying it. You mentioned Mitch Broad. He's a guy that we're going to do a senior profile on a little later on at SkylineSportsMT.com. But it's been fun covering Mitch's entire career. He was a really good player at Billings West and uh, came to Montana State on a partial scholarship. And now here he is. He started 40-plus games. He's played both tackle spots, and uh, he's a real-deal All-American candidate, a real-deal NFL prospect. So in your eyes, Coach, you've coached him for most of his career. What have you thought of just his progression, and how has he been able to, to develop at such a steady and consistent rate like he has? Well, knock on wood, the first thing is he's been able to stay healthy. No he's doubt. a tough guy, too, a very tough guy, uh, physically and mentally tough. 
Um, I think probably his greatest asset is, is just the nastiness that he plays with. I mean, it's easy to talk about, you know, being big and being physical, and but not not all the, not every all those big guys are physical. But Mitch really, to me, exemplifies what it means to play offensive line. He's a good guy, but you get between those white lines, and you, and you don't want to really tangle with him. He's a he's a physical guy, but he's a guy that is he's a smart guy. He's going to be an engineer. He's going to graduate uh, mid year with a degree in engineering. He's a smart guy, and yeah, that first year, I mean, he was starting as a redshirt freshman for us here, our first season here, and I think well, with Sac State, I know for sure that Dylan Mahoney got hurt, and he had to transition to left tackle and started I think every game until the Montana game at, at left tackle as a freshman and and did a good job and so he's a guy that you know has, has the ability to stay healthy and has just progressed and and he takes a lot of pride in his uh, performance on the field and so he's been a guy that I'm super proud of and you know we're going to need him playing well and, and not just playing well because he plays well anyway being a great leader down the stretch here to get us where we want to go your the attitude he plays with it's a, it's a great point and there's a couple guys on your unit that are such fun-loving, jolly type of guys, Taylor Tuyas, Sopo, and Lewis Kidd. Those guys make me laugh every time I talk to them. Do you think that Mitch and his ability to show that nastiness on the field has rubbed off on those guys as he is kind of the leader of the group? I hope so. I told those guys <laughs> I was going to lock them in a metal cage and poke them with sticks and feed them raw meat this summer. I had to get them a little bit mean, but they're starting again. You know, uh, Mitch plays so physical, and when we get great examples of not just Mitch, but, I mean, Connor Wood, anybody, and, you know, Guys want to be part of the club, and so you make a big deal out of being physical. And I mean, we give T-shirts. We, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. We we make a big deal out of playing physical and finishing blocks and playing through the whistle. And and uh, everybody kind of wants to be in the club. Obviously, the Mitch is the leader of that club, no doubt. Um, but hopeful, though, hopefully, those guys want to model that behavior and be part of it. But I definitely think it starts with having a guy that knows what that means and can demonstrate what that means. No question. Brian Armstrong, the offensive line coach and run game coordinator for the Montana State Bobcats, joining us on this week's Bobcat Roundtable. Coach, tough trip to Grand Forks, North Dakota, to take on the UND Fighting Hawks this week. And UND, they look similar to me as they have the last handful of years on defense in terms of scheme, but it's not. it doesn't make it any easier to prepare for. They bring pressure at you all over the place. And uh, with that odd man front, you never know where the extra guy might be coming from, both in the run and the pass game. When you're preparing for UND, what are some of the keys it takes to attack that high-pressure scheme? Well, you know, I think, uh, you know, in the run game, it starts with, you know, number one, not allowing penetration and then being able to reset the line of scrimmage a little bit down the field. And and when teams are moving all over the place and blitzing from all over the place, you know, those two things kind of come into conflict. And so because of that, they're going to get, you know, they're going to get their fair share of, you know, hopefully not negatives, but, you know, zeros, ones, twos. But, the you know, the other part of that is is when they're zipping and zapping and slanting and stunting and blitzing all over the place, their run fits are changing all the time too. And so, you know, hopefully we're able to punch a hole in there somewhere and our tailbacks can find it and, and we can create some explosive runs that way too. That was certainly the case last time you just made the trip to Grand Forks in 2017, scored 49 points, coming out party for Troy Anderson, 130-plus yards rushing. Chris Murray had 130-plus yards rushing as well. Uh, so we'll see if Montana State can parlay that. Coach, from just a general perspective, the fact that you guys suffered your first conference loss going into the bye week, how do you hope the team mentally prepares for this game and bounces back on Saturday? Well, I think we've had a good week of practice so far. Um, guys' energy and attitude has been really good. And so, uh, I mean, hey, man, that's life, right? It's not a question of, you know, 
if you lose, but when you lose, at some point, everybody's going to lose. And so you got to dust yourself off and pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get back to work. And our guys have, you know, I think really exemplified that. And I think they're anxious to go out and uh, get another opportunity to reprove themselves on Saturday afternoon. Brad Armstrong, our guest on this week's Bobcat Roundtable. Coach, best of luck on Saturday. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it, Coulter. Thank you. Take care.